Welcome back to the program. Lori Rubinson here with you. And are these the same old Jets? They certainly don't look like it. (laughs) To talk about the Jets and their big win against the Buffalo Bills, we bring in Andy Vasquez, covers the Jets for NJ.com, the ledger. Hey, Andy, how are you? Doing great. Just what we all expected, right? The Jets at 6-3, and and they just beat the the best – offense in the league by holding them to three points in the last 36 minutes exactly uh i i, I have that i you know i that was uh that was my bet um no i'm not on record for that unfortunately um so so what's your headline for tomorrow's ledger or available you know online now what's your headline for this big jets upset well i think it's that this team is it, what they're doing is not a fluke um, it, it's legit. When you co- come out and win five out of six games, you, you bounce back from a horrible loss to the Patriots in a game where really they should have won. And, and you do it against Josh Allen and the Bills, and, and you play the kind of defense they played. And, and even offensively, I mean, for the Jets to score 20 points against the Bills, uh, this offense, you know, no one was sure what they were going to be able to do once Brees Hall suffered that injury that, that ended the season. And the Bills have now held their last, you know, 21, or I'm sorry, 11 opponents under 21 points. The Jets score 20. That's pretty good. So, um, I mean, everything you see here, it, it looks legit. Um, they've had all these moments where they could have taken a big step back. It could have been you lose to the Patriots, you get blown out, if everything going your way and, and some weird stuff happened today and the Jets of old would have just melted down. But when the bad stuff happened, they bounced right back. And, and that's not what we've seen from the Jets in recent years. And it's, it's different. It's for real. And I don't know how far they can go, but I, I do know that teams like the Bills um, and other good teams in the AFC, the Jets make it to the playoffs, and that looks like where they're headed right now. They're a team that those teams are not going to want to play. So you mentioned this is not a fluke and even the potential for playoffs for this team. Um, For Jets fans that are excited about their team, there's two things that jump out to me here. One is that they withstood some pretty key injuries. You mentioned, um, you know, Brees Hall. There's also uh, arguably their best offensive and certainly by far most versatile um, offensive lineman um, in, uh, you know, Elijah Tucker. And, and so, and on top of that, so there's withstanding injuries, and then there are a lot of young players on this team. So there may even be, I don't know, some upside for this team. You can see where, as good as they might be, there's certainly room for improvement. You know, as, as you look at this team, how much, you know, they took a punch and now there's upside. How much better can they be? Well, I think they can be a lot better. I don't think they're anything near a finished product, and that's where – you know, I, I got to pump the brakes a little bit. We don't know how they're going to react now that they're going to be a team that people are going to expect to win more and more. I think, but what you said about them having so many new and young pieces, the, the beauty of that is that they're not carrying all this baggage that Jets fans are carrying and, and a lot of the players who have been here over the years. I mean, these, these guys expected to win. That, that was Robert Sala's message in the locker room that a lot of people outside the building were shocked. But no one inside of the building was shocked. It's like this is what they expected. They believe that if they get in a position to win in the fourth quarter, that they're going to do it. Um, and, and I think 
you know, they have to get better on offense. Zach Wilson has to keep yep. doing what he did today. Um, the defense has some vulnerabilities that, that teams are going to exploit. Um, they have to keep growing and, and do all that and, ha- and prove that they can handle success. But, but, yeah, I think you're seeing a team that, I mean, you're talking about Sauce Gardner, um, you know, Michael Carter, guys who played key roles today. Um, they're all still young and getting better. So I think you have a team that has a, a potential to be really good but still has to prove that they can do it. Um, all right, so you mentioned Sauce Gardner there and cornerback uh, in general, um, whether it's uh, Gardner, the corners, DJ Reed, both of them great. But let's start with um, the young player, with the rookie, Sauce Gardner. And just in terms of the job he's doing and also are does it seem like defenses are, you know, other than that first play of the game, um, Stephon Diggs breaks through for uh, for a big reception. But does it seem like, you know, even for a rookie, opposing defenses are starting are starting to try and avoid Sa- Sauce Gardner? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you saw what happened today. He, they tested him on the first play of the game. He gets burned for a big play, and you know, it's probably the the biggest play he's given up in his career so far. And if there was any sort of you know, hesitation or doubt that creeped into his mind. He responded by basically turning in the, the best game of his career so far. I mean, he had an interception that, that changed everything mm-hmm. uh, in the third quarter. He had the play at the end of the game that, that secured the win. Um, and, and the Jets were basically able to shut down Diggs and Gabe Davis and, and Josh Allen after, you know, the big couple of plays they had in the first and second quarter. Um, so that tells you kind of where he's at. He's just like not your typical rookie. Um, like by all the stats they show, he's not your typical rookie. But then you just see the way that he reacts to to stuff that happens. I mean, you look at the receivers he's gone up against already. Um, Chase from the Bengals, uh, obviously Diggs today. Um, there's been a bunch, you know, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. There's been a bunch of really good receivers and sauce in typical sauce fashion, you know, he was asked like, how have you become one of the best corners so quickly? And he thanked his teammates, the staff, um, you know, the trainers, the people who cut up his film for him to watch. <laughs> and he ends the answer by saying, you know, I think I've been pretty decent. So uh, he also has this way about him where, you know, he talks crap to people, puts on a, you know, the cheese head at the end of the Packers game. And even then, uh, the guy who knocked off his head, I can't remember his name right now, he even says, you know, I, I like Sauce. He, he's good. He's a good young player. He just got this way about him that, that even his opponents can't be mad at him. So, yeah, he's, he, he's unlike any kind of young player the Jets have had since I've been covering the team these last seven years. And he's a huge reason why they're where they are right now where no one expected them to be. You mentioned Robert Sala, some of his remarks post-game, and maybe the player that he was praised the most, most effusive for, was the other corner, um, and, and DJ Reed. And what um, what have you seen in covering the team from Reed, both on the field and off the field? What impact is he having? Well, first of all, if you just talk about how important he's been in the locker room, he's not that much. I think he's like three or four years older than Sauce. But he's been like just huge in terms of kind of showing them the ropes, and they kind of feed off of each other, and and they both admit that like when one of them makes a play, the other one wants to 
you know, make a play and one up them. And, and that's been a really, really cool thing to watch. I and mean, then, yeah, Salah said he's been playing not just at a Pro Bowl level, but an all pro level. And, it, and it's hard to argue. I mean, when you look at what the Jets were able to do today with this offense and, and, and kind of shut it down. So I think he's been huge in terms of making big plays, but also huge in kind of changing the same old Jets narrative to where when things go wrong, uh, they kind of buckle. I think guys like DJ Reed are a huge reason that the Jets, when that stuff happens now, they're like, no, we're going to win this game. We're used to seeing um, Quinn and Williams and some of the other players make plays for the Jets. And certainly the defensive line, the depth of the pass rushers and uh, that, you know, that front was something we expected coming into the year. But two other young players who jumped off, uh, you know, kind of jumped out of the game and, and made impact plays today. Jermaine Johnson, uh, the other first-round draft pick on defense, kind of a welcome-to-the-league rookie um, play, um, uh, drops Josh Allen for a four-yard loss. And then maybe the play of the game with Bryce Huff and the way he was just, um, I don't know, shot out of a cannon um, <laughs> and, and able to get to Josh Allen uh, for that fumble um, that really kind of shut the game down. And so, you know, when we look at this Jets defense, again, opportunity or maybe improvement, um, how about, you know, not necessarily the biggest names, but that we're seeing contributions from some of these young players and, um, you know, the recipe for success moving forward with all that depth on the uh, defensive line. Yeah, it's pretty insane. There's a couple of insane facts about this defensive line. First of all, Huff, who gets back there really quick, like you said, I think he was inactive like the first four or five games, which kind of shows you how deep that group is. And that's why at the deadline they traded away Jacob Martin because, you know, he was one of the guys that, you know, was kind of at the bottom rotation. They wanted to clear up space for the, for the young guys. And then they sacked Allen five times a day, and I think it was six players who combined for those sacks. So mm-hmm. it tells you that it's coming from everywhere. And this was the day when, you know, Quinn and Williams maybe didn't have that impact that you're used to seeing mm-hmm. in terms of the obvious impact, but they were able to pick up the pace. And I think they only blitzed like one or two snaps and they were able to do this. So you're seeing Jermaine Johnson come back from three games away with an ankle injury, make a huge play when the Jets needed it in the second half. Huff, uh, a young guy who is capitalizing on his opportunity. Uh, they lost Sheldon Rankins. Nathan Shepard stepped in after the first quarter and, and had a huge impact on this game and, and they were able to stop the run. So, yeah, it's a strength of this defense for sure. And, and now you're starting to see that even when your star player isn't having his breakout game, they can put together this game against this offense. That's a pretty cool thing to see. You mentioned, Andy, as, uh, you know, I mean, that this defense, as great as as good as they are, and today was a big game for this uh, Jets defense against the Bills, but that there are holes. So as the Jets hit their bye week, if you were the coaching staff, what are some of the holes that you're looking at? Well, yeah, they're vulnerable at linebacker because they're not very deep. We saw when C.J. Mosley had to leave the game for a little while today. Um, it's really the first time they've had a linebacker injured this year, and that meant Jamie and Sherwood, who hadn't played since week six of last year when he tore his Achilles in London. He's in there playing, and he looked pretty good. It wasn't for long, but uh, you know they're not great at coverage in the linebacking core, and 
sometimes, you know, they've been vulnerable to some of the crossing stuff there and vulnerable to giving up, you know, that's why they're vulnerable to the run on the outside. So I, I think that's an area of concern for the defense. Um, I mean, but it's, you're looking at a defense here at this point where it's, it's getting to be hard to argue that it's not one of the best defenses in the NFL when, you know, you can say, oh, they did it against the Steelers backup quarterback and the Dolphins third string quarterback and the Broncos backup quarterback. How good are they really? Well, they, they made, you know, Josh Allen looked pretty bad today, which I think says a lot about where they're at right now. Talking to Andy Vasquez about the Jets. And all right, so Zach Wilson, very in the offense, very different game than they uh, played last week. Last week, uh, you know, threw the ball 41 times, um, 15 rushes. And this week was was really flip the script, rely on the on the rushing game. But big picture, what did you see from Zach Wilson today? And, you know, uh, how, how would you rate him uh, for today's performance? Well, you're going to look at the stats and, like, I think it was 154 yards passing. That's not going to jump off the page. But if you look at his completion percentage, I think – I don't know how the exact number in front of me, but he, it was the best of his career. And to me, what stood out is the way that he stayed in the pocket. Um, even when it was starting to close in on him, we would have seen him bail way earlier last week. And then that led to some of those horrible picks that we saw this week. One of the plays I'll, I'll remember was, it was a third and nine, I think. And Wilson stood in the pocket till, till the last possible moment, made the right decision to leave and then picks up 12 yards for the first down. That's, the kind of stuff where you would have seen him backpedal a week ago with, with the happy feet. I mean, he had an injury scare as well when he tweaked his, his left ankle in the second quarter, um, and it didn't really change anything. I mean, if you can say anything about Zach Wilson, this kid got crushed locally and nationally for the last week. Um, and if it affected him, it sure didn't look like it today because he came out and played the kind of game that the Jets needed from him. And, yeah, it wasn't like this crazy – 300-yard game, but it was exactly what the Jets needed to, to win it. And I think that shows growth. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, he was able to complete so many of his passes for a guy who's completing around 55% for his career, that's, that's a huge deal and something to, to look at moving forward. Now, he has stuff to clean up still. I mean, even today we saw, you know, the, the high ball to Denzel Mims, um, some of yep. the accuracy issues. Yep. And I think that's a huge deal because it's going to undermine all the good stuff he can do. But if he can get that cleaned up, I mean, it's still, this is only game 19 of his career. Um, I, I haven't seen anything that says he can't do it yet. So, and he has a lot of talent. So, yeah, I would be pretty encouraged by today, but, but cautiously so because let's see him continue to string it together. But remember, this Bills defense was one of the best in the NFL coming into this game. So, it is an impressive performance by the Jets' second-year quarterback, especially after what he did last week against New England. Yeah, also impressive, um, and, and certainly this Bills defense had some injuries, um, Poyer, Milano, uh, others out, but how impressive to be able to run the football at the end of the game there for that go-ahead drive when the Jets just 
you know, at one point there, I think they ran the ball eight times in a row, and it was, for, as running plays go, kind of chunk yardage, you know, uh, seven yards here, eight yards there, time after time. And just we think of the Bills as this physical team, and it just seemed like the Jets were, were just wearing them out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and you talk about they don't have Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, you know, Mikai Becton obviously is out for the season. They're they're down to you know, Nate Herbig at right guard, and um, you know it's been a really tough road for this offensive line this year. Dwayne Brown, who missed four games early in the season, has been battling the shoulder thing, and for them to be able to do that, and remember they lost Brees Hall as well, and yep. and you know so Michael Carter. You know, had I think James, one stage there, Robinson. James had, Robinson, yeah. Seven, a sixteen-yard rush for James Robinson. Mm-hmm. Seventeen for Michael Carter on the next play. Um, I think almost all but five yards on that that game-winning field goal drive, or, or like seven yards or something, were from the run. Yep. And then for them to step step up and not on third and five, you wouldn't have. You know, them putting the ball in the hands of Zach Wilson and, and him completing it to Denzel Mims <laughs> for the most important play. No, not on your bingo card. You don't have that one. But but that's what happened. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it, it all that was impressive. And I think um, the that, to me, was almost the most important thing of this game. It's like without Brees Hall, with even with all the offensive line injuries, and, and they could have two tackles coming back after the bye, even with all of that, they were able to get back to that identity they showed – when Brees Hall was there and run the ball and use it to win a game against a really good team. And I think that tells you that they're for real. Yeah. And then last one before I let you go is so for all that there were a lot of positives, you know, all over the place on, uh, on Sunday for the jets, but help me understand what's going on with Elijah Moore uh, for an offense <laughs> that is still obviously, you know, looking to, um, you know, improve. And with all the chemistry, it seemed like that Elijah Moore had with the Jets offense last year. Is he still in the doghouse? I think it was, I think he was in for 26 snaps and zero, you know, zero activity on, on Sunday. I think that could be, uh, I mean, I think definitely when he only played 10 snaps last week, he was in the doghouse. I think he still may be, you know, running these routes where he's not first or second in, in the progression. Um, I, I think they're, you know, I think when a guy does something like what Elijah Moore did, it wouldn't be good for the team just to restore him to his previous role. Like, like nothing happened. I think that could lead to some issues in the locker room. Um, I think for the Jets to be the kind of team that they want to be this year, he's going to have to be more involved. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see him more involved after the bye. Um but, yeah, I, I think there's probably something to that in terms of, uh, you know, this, this being kind of a carryover from what we saw with the trade request. But I think it, it is actually, a, you know, it's weird being so positive about the Jets for a whole radio interview. But, but you're totally right. Like, this is an issue. They've got to figure it out somehow because Elijah Moore is too young and too good, too talented to, to just be kind of a non-factor on this team that, that really needs – multiple offensive weapons.
Yeah, uh, you know, they had issues with Mims. Now there's issues with, with, with Moore, and Garrett Wilson was uh, fantastic. But, yeah, you need weapons. Um, so they, they had to figure that out. All right, Andy does a fantastic job covering uh, the Jets. If you're not following, you should um, follow his work in the ledger, nj.com. Andy Vasquez, thanks so much for hopping on. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for having me. All right, quick break. We'll be right back.